Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, joins us. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, John Paul. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. On this beautiful sunny day, I can't complain. Yes. It's lovely. <laughs> it's better than last week when we were speaking to you. Anyhow, the sun has come I out. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the wind is easing somewhat anyway, so hopefully we'll be in a good day. And speaking of, of good days, yeah. I have a few people who have been on to us over the last week and they're returning to work, but a lot of these people, and we discussed this before regarding people getting pets while uh, we were in the middle of lockdown. Now uh, they're mm-hmm. wondering what to do with their pets while they're returning back to work. Some of them are making and getting family members to mind them or they're dropping them off to their parents like a child is what Elizabeth yeah. says but uh, what is the right thing because a lot of them are worried that changing them around will change routine and leaving them at home on their own a lot of people are afraid it might make them lonely uh, dogs I suppose like humans can get lonely they can indeed I think everybody is in a really difficult situation at the moment because we've all had a number of quite abrupt changes in lifestyle and routine over the last year and a half and as as most, kind of most people are returning back to work at this point, a lot of pets, particularly pets that would have come into the family um, since lockdown started, will know nothing else but their family being at home all day. Um, so it is quite a challenge. Um, I know that a lot of people will be concerned that they will be lonely at home. And that is certainly a concern because if they were used to having the family around and lots of activity and noise in the house 24-7, And now all of a sudden that's reduced down so that they're left for long periods of the day. A lot of them will be quite anxious, understandably, because I suppose we can't explain to them what's happening and that they are safe at home. I would normally recommend trying to do this gradually. So trying any change and routine gradually. But I totally understand that under the circumstances, that's not possible in a lot of cases. So the best way of allaying any problems is to make sure that they're checked very frequently. And normally, even when there wasn't an abrupt change for a team like that, I would recommend that most dogs would not be left the full day at home. They really just need to be supervised and checked in once or twice by either yourself or a family member or popping home at lunch. Um, One other solution, I suppose, would be having them supervised like by grandparents, very much like a child. Um, Or doggy daycare is something that's available in some parts of the country now. 
um, and it can be quite helpful, particularly if your dog um, was not used to being left at all. What I would say is that there are a number of things you can do to try and allay that fear they have of you leaving the house. So a lot of anxiety and um, worry on the part of the dog about you leaving now that you're leaving them at home for a little while will start before you even leave the building. So try in the morning to have a routine that's very calm. Don't make a massive fuss of them before you leave. So I think a big temptation is to go and spend loads of time with them in the mornings and um, you know make a big fuss, give them a big cuddle before you leave. And actually that kind of um, increased access to you just before you leave the building can actually make their wind up and anxiety worse. So the best thing to do is have a very calm morning, take them for a nice long walk to blow off some steam um, and then have your breakfast. And before you leave the house, Give them a stuffed toy. So stuffed Kongs are normally what I recommend. So they're quite robust toys that you can put little bits of their own food, maybe a bit of cream cheese or a safe kind of non-sweetener free um, peanut butter. And give them to that as a distraction whilst you're leaving so that they associate you leaving the house with something exciting that happens every day rather than them being really worried. So that's something that you can work on as a little tip longer term and that will help kind of reduce the initial anxiety. But really, they just need to be slowly built up into having periods of time where they're a bit more independent. And obviously, because the change has happened abruptly, that's really hard. So I think the best we can all do in that situation is check on them as frequently as possible. Very good. Well, some good advice there for those who find themselves in that situation. And another question in here. This is from Mandy who says, Hi Jane, I noticed a black bump on my dog's stomach. Now it looks like that there's some redness or maybe blood around it. Uh, Mandy's wondering, could it be a tick? It could be, potentially. Um, If it's happened all of a sudden and appears and it wasn't there and you can recall it not being there a few days ago, it's quite possible that it could have been a tick. With ticks, they'll normally engorge. So as they drink the blood, it all sounds very gross, but as they drink the blood, they will get larger and then they'll drop off once they're finished drinking the blood. So it may be if, if, let's say, it gets larger over the next 24 hours and then disappears entirely it was most likely a tick and that's still a concern because it can be quite red around the area if the body has recognized that this little tick is attached and and kind of directed some some inflammation towards it when the immune system kicks in tick disease is actually a real worry because tick-borne disease is, is becoming increasingly common in this country and um, there's some serious infectious diseases that can be transmitted by ticks and in themselves it can actually cause um, a local local infection or irritation in the skin so it's best to make sure that your tick preventative is up to date it won't stop ticks attaching but it will call them to die and fall off before they can pass on infectious disease to your dog so it's a really important thing to be kept up to date with as we we live in rural ireland and it's you know a beautiful place for ticks to live um, but there is also a strong chance it may not be a tick um, and it could be a new little lump or bump on the skin what i would say is that if it has been there for more than 24 hours i would visit your vet for an assessment particularly as you say it's quite red around the area so that if it is a tick they can remove it but if it's not they'll be able to assess the lump and take a sample of the lump to send to the lab to see whether it's a, a benign let's say harmless lump or whether it's something that more action might need to be taken for, um, whether it be, let's say, a focus of inflammation or, I suppose, worst case scenario, a cancerous bump. But, you know, information is power. It's always best to know about these things early so that you can, you know, take action if you need to and keep your pet uh, safe and happy and healthy for as long as possible. 
Okay, Mandy, well, hopefully that uh, helps you there with that situation. And Jerry uh, wants to know, he's a Jack Russell. He says, hi, Jane, my Jack Russell is four years old, but he's acting up and it's like there's something stuck in his throat. Now, he's trying to cough it up, but there's nothing coming up. What could be wrong? And he's never done this before. or There was never any issue uh, with his throat. Okay. So this kind of harsh hacking cough is, is I think, what the listener is describing. Um, it can be a number of things. If it happens at particular times of the day, for example, where he's on a collar and lead out for his walks and then the coughing starts and it only happens when he's pulling quite, let's say, quite hard on the lead. Sometimes that can be irritation of the windpipe and that can elicit a cough if his airway is a bit sensitive. But if this is a really new thing for him and the cough is really persistent, it could be something stuck. But more commonly, it could be canine infectious cough. So what we always used to call kennel cough because it classically causes this harsh hacking cough in, in young to middle-aged dogs usually. Um, and it, it generally is infectious, so it's usually a bacteria called Bordetella that can be passed very easily from dog to dog, or even from, let's say, environments that may have had dogs in them that would have had dogs later. So lots of people will say to me, oh, my dog doesn't meet any other dogs, it doesn't need the canine cough vaccination. But really, if your dog is going into any kind of public situation where a dog may have been in the last few hours, they are still a risk because if, let's say, um, another dog passes by, coughs all over a leaf and then your own dog, Freddie, goes and sniffs said leaf and inhales a little particle of bacteria, then they could get the kennel cough even though they haven't met another dog. So it's really important to, to consider that as an option. But now that the cough has started, I think it does sound like it needs veterinary attention. I would visit your vet for a full health check. Just, you know, try and think back before you go to the vet. When did this start? And is there any particular times or particular activities where the cough is a lot more prominent? Because that information really helps us as vets to know, well, how quickly has this started? Has it got better or worse since it started? But also, is there any particular times of day or activity that caused the cough to happen more And that helps us to narrow down the causes a little bit more. Sometimes your vet might need to go a little bit further and do an x-ray of the chest to assess further if there's any problems, but sometimes not. And your own vet, after examining the dog, will be the best person to judge that. So I would seek veterinary attention at this point. You mentioned there earlier when we were speaking about dogs and looking after your dog when you're away at work. One person has texted in to say, don't leave your dog barking outside all day. People sleep having worked at night. (laughs) And Anna has texted in about that. And she says, how can I make my dog stop barking? He's fed. Everything is fine. But once he's outside in the back garden, not every day, but sometimes he'll bark. But no reason for it. Yeah, sometimes the barking can be, I suppose, distress if they're left alone. They're kind of trying to, you know, I suppose it's a, it's a, it's a behaviour that they elicit sometimes when they're left alone to try and attract attention. So I suppose dealing with any kind of feelings of fear or anxiety they have and maybe getting a dog behaviourist on board to try and tackle that can be a helpful thing to do if it's a little bit more challenging to get them to stop barking. But I suppose it's just them vocalising really. It's the same as us talking to a friend. Sometimes they might be barking at something they've seen in the hedge. It's kind of a natural behaviour to a point as long as, let's say, it's not excessive. If there's excessive barking going on, then that really does sound like there's an underlying behavioural problem that might need to be dealt with. Okay, Jim, well, thank you for that. And thanks for all the advice there. We'll be back again to you next week, next Thursday at the same time. Thanks, Jane. Great. Thank you. Take care. Jane Pickett there of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.